Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, uh, this is another episode of Logan Hunter 88 Community Call, and actually, we are going to have a red alert Bible study tonight. Um, Rebecca and Jim, are you there? Yes, we are. Okay, we did uh, first and second uh, chapter of 1 Corinthians. We're going to do 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So as soon as Rebecca finds a Bible, I got it. <laughs> okay, we're going to do, and uh, so so far this is the second episode we've done on my old show, and we haven't been shut down as far as the archive. And if they do shut us down, then I'll have to do what Martin did and come up with a whole new uh, cell phone number and all that. So we'll see what happens. Um, here we go. Are y'all ready? ready. Go okay. Uh, it says, chapter 3, And brethren, this is Paul speaking, uh, And brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Now, the way Paul words that is rather confusing. But he's saying that he can't speak in a spiritual fashion, that he has to speak carnally. Well, maybe Paul, you know, Maybe Hitler and the Nazis were right. Paul never fully converted because uh, if he was such uh, full of the Holy Spirit and spiritual person, then he wouldn't have this thorn in the side and he wouldn't wrestle with the flesh daily. I mean, uh, I don't hear anybody, I don't hear any other, other the, the 12 apostles that Yahshua chose, I don't hear them say that they struggled daily with sin and uh, thorns in the flesh. But Paul says that constantly. So he doesn't sound like a real strong man, man of God or man of Yahweh to me. What about you, Rebecca? If he sounds like he's got some problems there. Yeah, I mean, if he's supposed to be the greatest, according to him, the greatest apostle that ever existed, and according to him and Peter and all these, and Festus and all these people, he's so smart and everything. Uh, and uh, Yahweh changed his mind and everything, and he didn't tell anybody else. He only told Paul. And so Paul is like, he's like a new Moses. Paul's like the Pope. You you can't go to directly to Yahweh. You get your spiritual gifts from Paul, and you get your knowledge from Paul, even though Yahweh said that the Holy Spirit's going to guide us individually into all truth. So for Paul to be so powerful and great and, uh, you know, such a uh, – uh, Greater than Moses, greater than all the other apostles, you know, greater than everybody except maybe Yahshua. Uh, why would he struggle daily in the flesh? I mean, this this doesn't sound like a real somebody that is uh, really really devoted their life to Yahweh. Let's continue. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are not able to. 
For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Well, I would say all the Pauline churches, all the Judeo-Christian churches, because they teach the laws are done away with, they do have envy, they do have strife, they do have a lot of problems because they're told that the laws are done away with. Maybe that's part of the problem, right, Rebecca? I believe that's a good possibility. Yeah. I mean, if if Jesus paid it all, we don't have to do nothing. All we got to do is get baptized and join a church, and, and the law is done away with. We keep on sinning. I mean, then what? You don't have any incentive to ever do better or do good uh, because you, you know sin's great. Verse four: For when one says, "I am of Paul," and another another says, "I am of Apollos," and we've already been over Apollos is another name for Satan. Yeah. Are you not carnal? You know, Barnabas was a lot better character, and Paul kicked him out, but he's hanging out with this Apollos guy. Mm-hmm. Barnabas, there's lost books of Barnabas, and he has nothing but praise for the commandments and the Old Testament laws. There's no lost books of Apollos. Isn't that amazing? That the that people, Yahweh, uh, Paul said that he was done with all the Israelites. He was going to go to the Gentiles. And then he was done with Barnabas. See? Isn't that amazing that Paul Paul uh, gets rid of the true people for Yahweh, and then he's around somebody by the name of Apollos, which is another word for Satan? Oh, that's amazing. Okay, he says, are you not carnal? Verse 5, who then is Paul? Yeah, that's a good question. Who is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. Well, he says ministers that they believed. Well, we already know Paul said he came in his own gospel. He didn't say he came in Yeshua's one gospel. You never heard Peter or James or John or John the Baptist or anybody said they came in their own gospel. Okay? Only Paul said that. Isn't that amazing? And Paul said, anybody that teaches anything contrary to him, let him be accursed. Well, Yahshua talked contrary to him. So he's actually cursing Yahweh God in the flesh body. Let's continue here. Um, verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but Yahweh gave the increase. So Paul is taking all the credit for planting all these churches. And Apollos, Apollos must have been a minister. He must have been the head preacher at the Corinthian, the church in Corinth. But this isn't. There's seven churches in Revelation that John, St. John the Divine, the beloved of Yeshua, he started. He was a true apostle. Paul, all these epistles that Paul wrote are to Paul's churches. They're not to, they're not to the original uh, church of Yeshua and the Twelve. So this Apollos was the head preacher, evidently. Paul says he started the church, and then he let... Apollos run it. Okay, so now we know a little bit more about Apollos. Let's continue. Verse 7, So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but Yahweh who gives the increase. Well, actually, Paul, if you are teaching Yahweh's truth, his whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and true repentance, which is his laws, only, the only way, you, it's not grace. The only way to repent is to fear Yahweh 
and keep his commandments and go and sin no more. That's all in the red letters. Paul never taught that. So Paul did not teach the gospel of Yeshua. And so he's saying he planted his own church and Apollos watered it. I don't want to have nothing to do with Paul and Apollos or anything they said. They sound like they're one and the same. Because Paulos is supposed to be an eloquent speaker, and and well, it does. Uh, you know, th- there may have been some mongrel Greek character by the name of Apollos. He was probably a Gentile, but Apollos is another name for Satan. Okay. The space pro- the space program called the Apollo program. Uh, yeah. All of the uh, except for the Germans that invented all the rockets, they were they were not Satan worshippers, but they were forced into slave labor for the U.S. government. Uh, if they had not worked to create the space program in the United States, yeah. uh, the U.S. Eisenhower and all, and all the other Jews in the United States were going to murder them and their whole family. So they had no choice. But the Jews that ran the space program were all Satan worshippers. And uh, I, I know for a fact two or three of the astronauts, Buzz Aldrin and I think Neil Armstrong, a couple of other ones, uh, were all 33rd degree Freemasons. They worshipped Satan. So. I mean, they, you know, Apollos is another name for Satan. Let's continue. Um, verse 8. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. Well, that's true, but they're not one with Yeshua. So Paul and Apollos are one. They're one in the same gospel. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of of Yahweh, which was given to me as a wise master builder. Now, there you go. Paul is basically admitting he's an Illuminati Freemason. He's a master builder. Only Freemasons talk like that. Wow. Okay. He's a master builder, wise. He's bragging on himself. He says he's wise. We already know he could speak all these languages. His parents were very wealthy. We already know that that he went to the best schools in the world. He was probably one of the smartest outside of Satan and Yahweh. He was probably one of the smartest, not in a good way, not in a a, a smart, like Solomon was the smartest man in the world, but he did a lot of evil. He he was smart in the ways of Satan. King David had a lot of common sense and love for Yahweh, and he didn't care about the world. So let's continue here. Uh, and we know Solomon started the, the Freemasons. He's the founder of, I mean, they'll tell you. Okay, let's continue here. Uh, he says, I have laid the foundation, another builds on it, but let each one t- take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation, hold on. Paul just said he laid the foundation. Well, no, Yahshua laid the foundation. Yahshua laid the foundation for his church. Paul is saying he laid. The found, Paul has his own gospel. He had his own congregation separate from the 12 apostles in Yeshua's church. And Paul just said he laid the foundation for his church. Well, he's not of Yahweh then. Because Yahweh is the stone the builders reject. Yahweh, Yeshua was the, the, Yeshua was the vine. And we're the branches. Paul's saying he's the vine. Paul's saying he's the foundation. He just said he laid it. No, Yahshua did. So Paul's taking credit for something that 
if he worked for Yahweh, then, then he didn't do. But if he built his own church, then he did lay his own foundation. Let's continue here. For no other foundation can anyone lay than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Well, we do know that Yahweh talks about gold in the fire. He didn't use these other silver and all this other stuff. In Revelations, it just talks about gold. Gold is not physical gold. Gold is true servants of Yahweh and doing Yahweh's work. Symbolic. Is It's symbolic of laying your treasures in heaven, not on this earth. The rich man that kept all the commandments from the time he was little and did not want to sell everything he had and give to the poor and leave his family and friends and his money and take up his cross and follow Yahshua as one of Yahshua's disciples. He did not have any gold in the king in heaven. He didn't lay, lay up any gold in heaven, even though he had all the gold on the earth, or a lot of it. So this is what it's talking about. Now, Paul does say a little bit of what would mirror the truth, but he adds a lot, too. I mean, if Paul gave 100% poison, people wouldn't swallow it, Rebecca. But if he gives 5% truth with 95% poison, you see what happens. The Catholic Church and not all 99.99% of the white race worship and love Paul. They don't even love Yahweh and his laws. Yeah. Let's, and let me tell you something, Rebecca. I can't give these Bible studies up. If it's just me, you, and Jim yeah. for, for, for the rest of time until we can no longer do it, uh, that's great. I have to do this. This is really so meaningful. So if y'all want to do it, I will never stop, okay? All right. Same here. Okay, let's continue. Um, each one's work will become clear for the day. We'll click, okay, uh, you'll test in fire. Verse 14, if anyone's work which he has built on endures, it will receive award, reward. Well, that's only for Yahweh to give, Paul. It's not for you to decide if it's going to get an award or not. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through the fire. Well, Jude says we're supposed to snatch people out of the fire. Paul, you're not saying that. You're saying something different. Um, if your work is burned, see, what Paul is saying in this verse 15, once saved, always saved. He's saying that you don't have to keep the commandments or do good works. If you're doing evil works and you're burned, as long as you call the name of, take the name of Zeus or Jesus and say we're only on the grace, then you're going to be saved. So Paul preached a different gospel there than Yahshua. Yahshua said, if you want eternal life, keep my commandments. Paul didn't say that right there. Do you not know that you are, verse 16, that you are the spirit temple of Yahweh and the spirit of Yahweh dwells in you? Well, first of all, Paul, you have to ask for the Holy Spirit, and only a pure white Israelite can have the Holy Spirit. And a lot of Israelites are never going to ask for the Holy Spirit, and they're not going to receive it. So you just, did you tell the truth there, Paul? No. You said everybody was temple of Yahweh, and that the Holy Spirit dwells in everybody. That's not true. It's not according to the red letters. So Paul's wrong there, isn't he? 
Yeah. I mean, Yahshua said that he was going to give the Holy Spirit to his elect when he ascended into heaven. His elect is only like 1% of the white race or less. But Paul's saying everybody automatically has the Holy Spirit. That's not that's not true, Rebecca. Oh, okay. Verse 17. If anyone defiles the temple of Yahweh, Yahweh will destroy him. Well, Paul, you just flip-flopped. You just said that if your work is burned, if you defile the temple, that you that you're going to be saved, but but your work's going to you're going to be burned, but you're still going to be saved. But now you're saying that Yahweh's going to destroy people that defile the temple. The temple of Yahweh is holy. With the temple, you, which temple you are, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this, wait a minute, Paul. You just said you were wise, and now you're you're attacking other people for claiming to be wise. You're hypocritical, Paul. You're bragging on yourself about you're so wise. That was just just in up a, a few verses. That was just in a few verses. You remember that, Rebecca? Uh huh. And now he's saying that anybody else that seems to be wise, let him become a fool that he may be that he may become wise. Mm-hmm. Well, Yahweh says don't call anybody a fool. Not Paul. Yahweh says if you call anybody a fool or raka. You're in danger of the judgment and of hellfire. Okay, so Paul is in danger of the judgment and hellfire for calling people a fool. Verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with Yahweh. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. Well, Paul would know all about the wisdom of this world because he stoned Stephen and he was a member of the Sanhedrin. He was the most powerful, most rich and knowledgeable. He had all the power. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Well, the Lord knows the thoughts of everybody, Paul, not just of the wise. So, you know, you're just saying something that's pretty much automatic there. Verse 21, therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. But you boast, Paul. You tell everybody else not to boast, but you boast. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, now Cephas is a different character. I think we've heard of him a couple of times before. Don't know much about him right now. Yeah. Maybe he was second in command at Corinth behind Apollos. Or the world, or life or death, or things present or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is Yahweh's. Well... Paul, you know, some of what you say is a little truth, but a lot of what you say doesn't line up with the red letters. Now we're going to go to Corinthians chapter 4. You ready? Yeah, I just want to make a comment. Paul, I've always thought of wisdom to be, I've always thought it to be 100% good. It was a good trait. But he sure made you think, that wisdom isn't necessarily such an all-good thing. It's, well, it's know? not good for anybody else, but it's okay for Paul to say he's wise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so he's. It's not good for people out. to be married. And Paul says it's better not to be married, but he says if he wanted to, he could be married. And he used to be married because Sanhedrin, I don't know if he divorced his wife or was a widow or what, but mm-hmm. so Paul's, I mean, what's good for Paul is not good for everybody else. See, Paul's special. Yeah. Okay, that, that's just the point I wanted to bring up. Um, verse chapter 4. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can, anytime you want to interrupt, make a point, that's great. 
chapter 4, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Well, first of all, Yahweh said that everything is for us to understand and know, so they're not to be mysteries. And second of all, he says servants of Christ. We're also servants of Yahweh because they're one and the same. Moreover, it is required a steward that one be found faithful. Well, Paul, the only way to be faithful to Yahweh is to fear him and keep his commandments. And if you turn your ear from keeping and hearing the law, Yahweh's not even going to answer your prayers, Paul. But you do. You, you told your people they don't have to be circumcised. They don't have to keep the law. They're just under grace. So they're not faithful to Yahweh, and neither are you, Paul. So you don't belong. I mean, you're not. Yahweh's going to say, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity." I never knew you. To those people who say the law is done away with, which is what Paul did. He yeah. said circumcision was definitely done away with. He said we're not under the law; we're under grace. He called the law a curse. Mm-mm. Yahweh never said the law was a curse. Paul's got problems here. Verse three. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. Well, I don't know if it's a small thing because Yahweh told us in Revelations to try those who say they are true Israelites and true apostles and weigh them in the balance and they're found to be liars and they're false apostles. So Yahweh told me to judge you, Paul. And it's not a small thing for me and Yahweh. In fact, Paul says, I do not even judge myself. Whoa. Aren't we supposed to judge ourselves so that we don't sin? So Paul said that he was above the law. He didn't have to keep it. He didn't have to judge himself. That's totally contrary to Yahweh. If you have a conscience, you're going to judge yourself and know when you're doing wrong and stop sinning. Paul, by saying he doesn't even judge himself, that means he doesn't have a conscience. Right? Right. Okay. Verse 4. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Well, that's true. Yahweh is going to judge you, Paul. And Yahweh said, whoever says the least of his commandments are done away with is going to be the least in the kingdom of heaven. But, Paul, you said all the commandments were done away with. So based on Yahweh and his word, Yahweh said he didn't come to judge, but we have the law of Moses. And what he meant by that is Yahweh was the law of Moses. He gave it to Moses. The law, is which, which Paul hated so much and said it was done away with and is a curse, that's what's going to judge Paul. Let's continue. Verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from Yahweh. Verse 6, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes. So he speaks for Apollos. Oh. So Paul is the pope here, and he speaks, he runs Apollos, that's his little uh, little boy, and they're going to uh, 
transfer these things for this church's sake, that you may learn in us. See, they, so the Holy Spirit is not supposed to guide the people of Corinthian, Corinthia into all truth. It, Paul just said here that they had to learn from him. Did you get that, Rebecca? Okay, yeah. Paul says that you may learn in us, in Apollos and Paul, not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against another. So, first of all, these people are worshiping and obeying Paul. We're only supposed to worship and obey Yahweh. That's it. Uh-huh. So, Paul basically is like the, a, a, a pope. Yeah. He's like, you know, this, this uh, demigod pope that the people can't have a personal relationship with Yahweh. They have to only do and do what Paul says. Right. Verse you, 7. Are you ready? Yeah, before you go on, on, on verse 5, something yeah. of interest, I've circled it because I want to try to figure this out, right. where it says in the verse, and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And that means something right there, and I don't exactly understand that. But the counsels of the heart means something. Well, the heart, look, the heart is where your thoughts and intentions are. Yeah. Yahweh said, search the reins and the kidneys and the hearts. Yahweh oh. is going to search your heart, your kidneys and your hearts, your your guts. Oh, my God. Okay, That's... your mental. Yahweh is going to search you and what's your true intentions and thoughts. I mean, you can put on a good show on the outside and okay. be a polished cup, but on the inside, uh, you know, Yahshua told the Pharisees and Sadducees on the inside they were ravening wolves and they were dirty, dirty dishes, but on the outside they uh, they dressed in fancy clothes and they put on airs and they pretended to be holy, but on the inside they were evil and wicked thoughts. Because wicked action starts with your heart and with wicked thoughts, okay? Uh-huh. All right. All right, thank you. Let's continue for who, seven, for who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did, well, what, hey, Paul, why don't you look at yourself? What makes you different from all the other people you're talking to? Why are you so special? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, if all these other, first of all, Paul says he thinks he has the Holy Spirit. He don't know. Uh, and we'll get to that where he says that. But if all these other people were true Israelites and they had, had gotten the Holy Spirit from Yahweh, they wouldn't need to listen to Paul. They wouldn't need to listen to anything he said. The Holy Spirit would got them in all truth. So this is just for show here. This is all bullshit. Let's continue. Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You were already full. You were already rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we also might reign with you. Well, if all these people are kings without Paul, then why do they need Paul? Yeah. <laughs> right. For Verse 9, for I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death. Yahweh never picked 12 apostles and said that, he displayed on last to be condemned to death. That's only Paul. Paul one time said that he wished that he could be cast into hell if everybody else could be saved. Well, that's anti-Yahweh. Yahweh doesn't want the serpent seed to say, be saved. Yahweh doesn't want the, the, 
the shaft of the wheat, the white trash to be saved, but Paul wants to save he wants to save people that Yahweh does. That makes Paul anti Christ. Let's continue. Interesting. Let's continue. Uh, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Well, first of all, let's forget about the fallen angels. The angels that are with Yahweh, the apostles would not be a spectacle to them. Because those angels that are still serving Yahweh would be on Stephen's side and the 12 apostles and Yahshua's side. Mm -hmm. So if Paul claims to be a spectacle to angels, then he's a spectacle, then that means he's not doing Yahweh's, he's, he's, he's not on Yahweh's side. Verse 10, we are fools for Christ's sake. Well, Yahweh said don't call anybody a fool because you're in danger of judgment and hellfire. Paul says he's a fool. Well, Christ isn't a fool, and if you truly serve Christ, you're not going to be a fool. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. If Paul is so weak and the people he's speaking to is so strong, why would they listen to him? If he's weak, then he's a liar. Then he he doesn't know what he's talking about. Then he's a sinner. He's full of. He, he's got a thorn in the flesh. He he wrestles with. He's carnal. So they would, if they were strong in Yahweh, then if anything, they would be. It would be evil for them to listen to Paul and Apollos. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. So Paul said he's dishonored. Well, the only people that would distinguish this church would be Yahweh. And in the same sentence, the only people... So if they're distinguished, and Paul's not distinguished by Yahweh, and neither is Apollos, then that means Paul is dishonored in front of Yahweh. You right. see what that says? It's out of his own mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, either 95% of Paul's words are a mistranslation, or they're absolute lies and blasphemy. So... If you want to, all these people that love Paul and worship him, well, I guess all these are mistranslations. Verse 11, to the, and see, I got, finally got Martin Linston to see. Martin Linston said, no, it's not, a, it's not a mistranslation, I don't think. He said, I think Paul started out okay for maybe a, a few months, and then he went off the reservation, and he went totally anti-Yahweh. That's what Martin Linston said. Hmm. So even Martin knows it's bullshit. Verse 11. Good. Mm -hmm. And see, Jim Wickstrom will say, "Well, maybe Paul's been mis." Jim Wickstrom don't want to touch it because he knows it's bull. He, he he wants to. Jim Wickstrom wants to do away with the law so he can do whatever he wants. Verse eleven: To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless, and we labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Well, you can be persecuted for doing evil. But Yahweh said he's only going to reward you for being persecuted for righteousness' sake. And the only way to be righteous is to do Yahweh's commandments, which Paul did not teach or do. Uh -huh. So okay. Paul may have been hated and persecuted, but was it for the right reasons? Verse 13, being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the outscoring of all things until now. Well, even Yahshua was not all those things. Okay? Mm -hmm. Pontius Pilate knew that Yahshua was innocent. So Paul is nowhere near doing anything that Yahshua did. Verse 14, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Wait a minute. 
if these are true Israelite remnant, their only father is Yahweh. Yahweh says, don't call any man rabbi or father, but only you only have one father, which is Yahweh God. Paul just said that they were not Yahweh's children, but his children. Did you get that? That is my beloved son. Well, it's, it's different. It's the same thing. Yeah, sons yeah. and daughters, but just as sons. But Paul just said that, as my beloved children, I warn you. Yeah. So Paul is totally yanking Yahweh out of the picture, and he's become God to these people. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, he can mention Yahshua or whatever. Yeah, but then it's all, it's all ego. It's all Paul. Paul's God. Every, all these people worship Paul. Verse 15. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. But Paul claims to be a father. Mm-hmm. He's special. Uh, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wait a minute. Begotten is what Yahweh says he begot, he created. Now Paul's saying he created his church. It ain't about Yahweh. It's about Paul. Yeah, he could have left himself out a little bit more. <laughs> Verse, yeah, I mean, somebody that's smart like me and you and Jim, we're going to see this. Everybody else wants to do away with the law and keep on sinning, uh, and they're hypocrites. They're going to worship Paul, and, and, and they're going to call you a Paul basher. Verse 16, therefore I urge you, imitate me. Wait a minute, we're only supposed to be like Christ. He's saying, be like Paul, imitate him. What an egomaniac. He's like Jim he's like Jim Jones down there in, in South America that got all those people to drink the Kool-Aid and follow him. He's a cult. He's uh-huh. saying, therefore, I urge you to imitate me, copy me, be like me. I'm your new God, Paul. I'm perfect. Be like, no, Paul, you're not perfect. Yeah, my Bible. Yeah, only, only Yahshua was perfect, and we're supposed to imitate him, not you, Paul. Yeah, in my Bible it says, be followers of me. Same thing, but followers of me. We're only supposed to follow Yahweh, not Paul. Verse 17, for this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved, beloved. A lot of people have accused Paul of being a little, you know, he didn't like women. He said, don't touch women, be single, but greet the men with a holy kiss. Well, a lot of people think that Timothy and Paul, you know, were greeting each other with a kiss or something, but. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I have sent Timothy to you. Yeah. Timothy, Paul, he he told everybody circumcision was done away with, but Timothy was one of the few who, it, Timothy was one of the few that Paul did not um, say he didn't have to be circumcised. Paul circumcised Timothy personally. He did it himself. Let's continue. Huh. Isn't that amazing? Let's continue. Who Timothy is his beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Really? So Timothy's not a son of Yahweh. He's a son of Paul. That's amazing. Who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. Oh, Paul's everywhere. He, you know, Yahshua only went to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But Paul is everywhere. And Paul is all things to all people. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Paul's going to be, he's going to be a drunk to drunkard and a whoremonger to a whoremongers and He's gonna eat eat uh, uh catfish and shrimp and and pork to people that yeah 
Paul's going to be all things to all people. Let's continue. Yeah. Now, some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know. So this is a letter. He's saying, look, I'm going to come see you at Corinthian. I know that I'm your God, and you can't stand to be without me, and, 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 and you better... You know, you better get all excited when I come. You know, you better jump up and down and, 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 and slobber all over me. I will know not the word of those who are puffed Okay. If the Lord wills, I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. Well, Paul, I think you're a little puffed up sometimes. For the kingdom of Yahweh is not in word, but in power. Well, no, the kingdom of Yahweh is in word, because Yahweh, the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. And Yahweh's words, Paul, are power. So you're wrong there, Paul. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? Hmm. Huh. Well, okay, we're on First Corinthians chapter 5. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, do you have any questions? you have a question? I mean, no, we don't have any questions. Okay, uh... It is actually, chapter 5, 1 Corinthians, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. Well, Paul, when you teach your congregation that the law is done away with and we're only under grace, then it should not be a, it should be, not, not, it shouldn't be a shock, but it should be expected that there's going to be all kind of immorality, sexual and otherwise. There's sexual immorality among you, and such immorality, sexual immorality, as is not even named among the Gentiles. Well, Paul, you went to the Gentiles, and you said the law was done away with, so why are you condemning these people? That a man has his father's wife. Yeah, okay. Verse 2, and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in body but present in spirit, oh, you're going to be like Yahweh. You're 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 everywhere, Paul. Uh, you're only where your body carries the Holy Spirit. Only Yahweh can go everywhere, Paul. So you're claiming to do something that Yahweh, only Yahweh can do. Yeah. He says he's there in spirit. Have already judged as though I were present. Him who has so done this deed. Verse four. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my ooh so you're not they don't have Yahweh the Holy Spirit with them they're only gathered together in in the spirit of Paul did you catch that yeah along with my Paul Paul spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of Lord wait a minute Paul you just claimed that this person that was such a bad person according to you, and we know all sin is equal, and you said the laws were done away with, and all your congregations, 99% of them were told not to be circumcised, but you, you wanted to circumcise Timothy because he was very special to you, Paul. We know all about, you know. Um, so uh, you're saying that this person who was doing such a bad thing, instead of repenting, okay, that you're saying that he needs to be destroyed by Satan in the flesh, but Yahweh's going to save him. Yahweh said that if you don't keep his laws, you're going to hell. You're not going to be saved. So you're a liar, Paul, compared to Yahweh. You can't have it both ways, Paul. Either you're a liar or Yahweh's a liar. Verse 6, 
Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Well, your whole churches, all your congregations are 100% leaven, Paul. You've told everybody the law is done away with. So let's not pretend that you have uh, unleavened pure uh, wheat here, okay? Let's don't pretend this. Let's don't pretend that you had the same uh, church and and people, uh, Israelite only, lost sheep of Israelite only that Yahshua had. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Well, you are not sincere, Paul, in the fact that you don't love Yahweh's laws. Your words contradict the truth of the red letters and of the Old Testament, because you say that Yahweh changed his mind and did away with everything, and he opened up salvation to the whole world, including the Gentiles, and that he only told you. He didn't tell any of his elect. He didn't use the Holy Spirit to tell them. He only got you to tell them. So who do you think I'm going to believe, Paul? You, a sinful man, and hypocrite, or Yahweh and Yahshua, Yahweh God, the only perfect one? Well, I'm only going to believe the red letters in Yahweh, Paul. Let's continue. Verse 9, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the coveters or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would not need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is, well, who cares who you call a brother? Okay, Paul? Because you said the law was done away with. Even if this one guy was sexually immoral, the rest of your congregation is immoral. Yahweh's not going to hear your prayers or their prayers when you say the law is done away with. And that's Yahweh's words, Paul, not yours. Verse 11, we continue. A brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside, but those who are outside Yahweh? Well, Yahweh judges all, Paul. Uh, You're just saying that Yahweh's only going to judge people outside. No, Yahweh judges everybody and everything, not you, Paul. Therefore, put away from yourself the evil person. So, see, Paul's trying to make a stand and pretend like, you know, he's standing for some amount of righteousness, but you can't say all the laws done away with and then pick one little. It's like the churches. They say all the laws done away with and they pick abortion or homosexuality or something, and that's the only thing they want to talk about. But even in their own churches, they have... I knew this girl who was went to... Uh, it was a Church Christ church, which are real big in the South. They're really hypocrites. They say the laws done away with and everybody's going to hell, but not them. And she had had like 40 or 50 abortions in high school. She was screwing everybody. Yeah. Well, she might have been in college by then, but she had a bunch of abortions. Yeah. And I know all kind of people in these churches. They do all kind of evil sins. Some of them are homosexuals. Some of them are pedophiles. And yet 
everybody else is going to go to hell for doing that, but not them. So I don't care what you say, Paul. Yahweh judges, not you. Verse 6, or chapter 6. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready, yeah. Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unrighteous. Now, wait a minute, Paul. You you said the law is done away with. You have you said the law was a curse. So you can't 80% of the time be against the law and then pretend like you're going to stand for a little bit of law. It ain't going to work, Paul. And not before the saints. Verse 2, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Well, first of all, only the people that fear Yahweh and keep all his commandments are going to judge, not you, Paul. And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Uh, well, in your dreams, Paul, but uh, you've already said the law is a curse. You already hate the law. So I don't care what your, your overinflated ego and what your delusions want to say. Verse 3, do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you not appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to you to your shame. It is so that there is not a wise man among you. Well, if they're not wise, Paul, and they're totally ignorant of everything, they're not going to be able to judge anything. And they're keeping the commandments, so you're always not even going to hear their prayers. Not even one who will be able to judge between his brethren. Okay, now the wise man is a good man. Yeah. Before they were... And, yeah, and now he's... First he says they're going to judge, and then he says that they're not even going to be able to judge among their brethren. Verse 6, yeah. but brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Well, Paul, you said the law was done away with. Of course they're going to do that. They're breaking all of Yahweh's laws. Verse 9, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh? Well, that would be you, you and your churches, Paul, because to be unrighteous means that you say that we're only under grace and the law is done away with and the law is a curse, which is what you said, Paul. Do not be, be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified. First of all, they would have to truly repent, Paul, and you didn't teach true repentance. So it sounds good what you're saying, but Paul, you never taught, taught true repentance like Yeshua did. You never taught that if you want eternal life, you keep all the laws. You never taught that, Paul. You taught the opposite. Shane, I have a question in, in verse 9. Yes. What I have is, it said, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Now, what do they mean by nor effeminate? What's he mean Well, by actually, no? uh, what it is, is... They're sodomites, which is homosexuals, yeah. and effeminate is a woman that acts like a man or a man that acts like a woman, okay, no would be effeminate. Yeah. I, and, I and, and, and wait a minute. Now, Paul said that there's neither male nor female. 
and there's neither black, yellow, white, Jew, or Gentile. We're all equal. So by Paul saying that, oh, then Paul's making everybody be effeminate and emasculated. He's making the women be butch, lesbo, and the men be effeminate. So once again, Paul talks out of both sides of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to listen for it. Okay, let's continue. Go ahead. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of uh, Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Well, Paul, if they truly had the Holy Spirit, they would never listen to you ever. Whether you had the Holy Spirit or not, Yahweh told them to only listen to him, not to any man. So if they truly had the Holy Spirit, they wouldn't be listening to you. So obviously, they don't have the Holy Spirit. And obviously, you said that you think you have the Holy Spirit. You didn't know. So by your own words, you're condemned, Paul. Verse 12, all things are lawful for me. Oh, any, Paul can do anything he wants, and it's lawful for him. No, if he was a true Israelite that was fearing Yahweh and keeping his commandments, he could only do things that Yahweh allowed. But Paul just said all things. He can eat pork. He can do anything. He can he can. A mongrelized, if he was pure or white, he can do anything he wants. It's lawful. But all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Well, first of all, Paul, since you didn't accept Yahweh's laws, then you are right. Since you were not under Yahweh's laws, you were under Satan's laws, which is anything goes. Anything but Yahweh's laws. So you truly said right, Paul. All all, all lawlessness and chaos and anarchy uh, is what you're under, Paul. So you said correctly there, Paul. Verse 13, foods for the stomach and the stomach for the foods, but Yahweh will destroy both it and them. Now the body, well, first of all, Paul, only clean food, but by you saying all things were lawful and you could eat any food for your stomach, you just mock Yahweh and blaspheme Yahweh. You said you could eat anything. You told Peter you could pray over anything and eat it. You see there, Rebecca? Paul just said you could eat anything you want. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. lawful for him. Well, indeed it was, because he wasn't under Yahweh and Yahweh's laws. So he told right. Now, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And Yahweh both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Well, that's not for you to say, Paul, that all your church is going to be raised up. Yahweh, uh, there's going to be men that day said they did all these great things in his name and cast out demons and did all these miracles, and Yahweh's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And I have a feeling he's going to tell Paul that, if Yahweh's words are infallible, because Paul was a worker of iniquity. He said it was all done away with. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not for you to say that all of your followers are going to get eternal life, Paul. That's only for Yahweh to say. So there, there again, you're, you're taking Yahweh God's place. Yeah. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Well, wait a minute, Paul. In the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets was told by Yahweh to marry a harlot. Huh. 
And you said you're all things to all, all people, Paul. And this harlot could always repent. She could always change. And uh, and you said it was okay. So, so Paul, you're kind of wishy-washy there, aren't you, Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's judging this harlot, but look at all Paul's done. He stoned Stephen, and he knew better, and he did a lot of things. So, Verse 16, or do you, oh, wait a minute. Mary Magdalene was a harlot, Paul. Yahshua really loved Mary Magdalene. I have a feeling you wouldn't get along with Yahshua or Mary Magdalene. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her, for the two, he says, shall be one flesh? But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. But you said that you wanted the people to be in your spirit, Paul, not in Yahweh's. So how about we never listen to Paul ever again and we only follow Yahweh and his red letters? How about that, Rebecca? Okay, let's let's just do that. Okay. Eighteen. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. Well, every sin is fatal, Paul. Not just sexual immorality, all of them. But it is bad. I mean, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Well, first of all, Paul, not everybody had the Holy Spirit, not even all the elect, certainly not all of Israel. And the Holy Spirit would only be given to an Israelite. So you just said your whole church had the Holy Spirit, but that's not what Yeshua taught. And if they truly had the Holy Spirit, they would never listen to you, Paul, again. They would they would only be follow the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, for you were bought with a price, therefore glorify Yahweh in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. Hmm. You know, you see how often Paul likes to basically put his name and fill it in for Yahweh sometimes? Paul says, my foundation, my gospel. It's not, and Paul says his spirit. Now he goes back and says God's spirit. You see where he kind of slips up? He pretends He's trying to lead everybody to Yahweh, but really he's trying to people to have worship him. Now, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, we're on chapter 7 if you want to do it. Yeah, I'm okay. You're all right. Other chapter? It's a long chapter. That, that'll be all right. Okay, we'll do chapter 7, and if you're tired after that, we'll quit. All right. Sounds Sound good. good? Yep. Wonderful. Now, concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. You see there where Paul said, now we know Yahweh said that he didn't want Adam to be alone. And Yahweh said it was good for a white man to have a wife. Yeah. And Paul, now Paul's already said that he could could marry. He He could have a wife. Yeah. He could marry his cousin or his sister. He could. He's already said that. He said all things are lawful for him. He can eat pork. He can do whatever he wants. Now he's telling everybody else, it's good for men never to touch women. Don't kiss them. Don't hug them. Don't have sex with them. But to but he says greet the brothers with a holy kiss. So you can go around kissing all the men like Timothy, but uh-huh. you're not supposed to touch women. According to Paul, let's continue. Verse 2, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. Paul, we don't need you to tell us anything. Yahweh said it was good for men to be married, and he said 
that you're supposed to leave your parents and cleave to your wife. But Yahweh's already told us about marriage, and he said it was good. You're saying it's bad. And let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Well, if they truly were fearing Yahweh and keeping his commandments, they wouldn't have a lack of self-control. But you, by your own admission, Paul, said you had a thorn in your flesh and you struggled daily to do what was right, but you always did what was wrong by your own words. You're the one that has the problem with self-control, not other people, Paul. Verse 6, but I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. Oh, so this isn't a commandment from Yahweh. This is Paul's opinion. I don't give a damn about your opinions, Paul. We've already got Yahweh's red letters and his laws and his commandments. We don't need you to confuse people and lead people down the broad road to hell, Paul. For I wish that all men were even as myself. Paul wishes that all men were like him. I don't, Paul. Uh, I wish that all true Israelites were like Yahweh, not you. Why, why would anybody want to be like Paul when they could be like Yahshua? That's, that's, that's insane. That's true. But each one has his own gift from God. Well, Paul, you said that you were going to give out the spiritual gifts. Remember? We read that in Acts. Acts. Paul said that they had to wait, and he was going to give them gifts when he met them. Remember? Yeah. They don't ask Yahweh for spiritual gifts. They, give, they, they ask Paul. One in this manner and another in that. Verse 8, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. Well, Paul, you were not, you were married, Paul, at one time. And we don't know if you're divorced or widow. We know you were married at least one time because you had to be married to be a member of the Sanhedrin court. Mm-hmm. So we know that you used to be married, but you never said you were a widow, Paul, but you're saying you wish everybody else was either unmarried or widow or widowed. Widows would be female, so he's saying unmarried. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's hypocritical for you to tell other people not to be married, Paul, when you used to be. But then again, there's one set of laws and rules for Paul, which is anything he wants to do, and there's another set for everybody else. Yeah. And it's not Yahweh's commandments. It's what Paul says. Verse 9. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we have you to tell us all this, Paul, about your opinions. Now, and he's already said this is not a commandment. This is opinion. So why the hell would you take this as the infallible word of Almighty God when Paul says that this is all his opinion? Why would anybody accept that as a commandment? It's his. It's Paul's opinion. Yeah, he's already said uh, now, to the married, I command. Wait a minute, Paul. Only Yahweh gives commandments. But now Paul's going to command. To the married, I command, yet not I but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband. But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. Well, first of all, Paul, let's see what Yahweh said. There's only one legitimate reason. For a pure white man and a pure white woman to ever get a divorce. 
And that's if one of them cheats on them, which Eve did to Adam. But the divorce laws were not given to Adam. And we see how that worked out. Adam had to take sloppy seconds. So it would have been good for Adam to get a divorce. And had he been given the chance to have the divorce laws, which he was not given, I can guarantee you Adam never would have accepted Eve as a non-virgin. He never would have slept with her, which was his only sin was sleeping with a sloppy seconds uh, to a tainted wife, a cheat, adulterous wife. But you're saying that a husband is not to divorce his wife. Well, that's that's against what Yahweh said, Paul. Yahweh himself divorced Israel, but not Judah. He was married to both Israel and Judah. And Yahweh told us that it was good to divorce, but only for one reason, if your spouse cheats on you. Because otherwise, you're going to be getting venereal diseases. You're going to be taking, you know, a whore back or a whoremonger back, and you're going to be, it's that's unclean. That's unclean, Rebecca, to take somebody's sheet on you and, you know, and take them back. That's unclean, right? Right. It's bad enough not to to marry somebody that's not a virgin, but to marry somebody that's cheated on you once you've married them. That's totally unclean. And Yahweh, command, he said it's good to get divorced at that point. Yeah. Job, what happened to Job? Yahweh got rid of his wicked wife, and he got a new wife. It's all through the Bible. So, Paul, you're teaching something that y'all, you're telling people they need to take sloppy seconds and stay in a, a wicked marriage when their spouse is cheating on them. But Yahweh said the exact opposite, Paul. So who do you think I'm going to believe, Paul, you or Yahweh? I'm going to believe Yahweh. Verse 12, but to the rest, I, not the Lord. Oh, he just said, this doesn't come from Yahweh. This is Paul's opinion. He says, I say, if any brother has a wife who does not believe and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. Well, first of all, you're not supposed to marry a non-believer. Okay? So Paul is giving his, his opinion. It says it doesn't come from Yahweh. Well, Paul, this shouldn't be even in Scripture. This is not Scripture, Paul. This is all your opinion. So who cares? Verse 13. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her, her, her not divorce him. Now, I'm going to bring up a good point here in a minute. It's coming up right now. Verse 14. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. What Paul is saying here, is that you can be the most evil white man or white woman. You can blaspheme Yahweh and break every law, every commandment, and keep on sinning. But you can have a righteous spouse, and they're going to get you into heaven. That is nowhere in the red letters. That is an absolute blasphemy, and Paul's a liar for saying that. I mean, that's insane. That means that all these wicked people, as long as they were married, that means that Ted, uh, that Ted Cummings, that had statutory rape and ran off with that girl in Middle Tennessee, right? Uh, that his his wife seemed like a really nice lady. He had two nice daughters by her, and she was even going to take him back. She said, "If you'll come back now, I won't divorce you." And that means, according to Paul, since his wife is good, that he's going to automatically get into heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul, we know that you are 180 degrees opposite of Yahweh, so uh, I'm going to tell people to only follow 
red letters and never listen to anything you say. Let's continue. Uh, he's saying, but otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. So Paul is saying that the wicked people are holy as long as they're married to a good person. Verse 15, but if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but Yahweh has called us to peace. Well, actually, the only true marriage would be a pure white man, pure white woman, not Gentiles like Paul accepted. But uh, yeah, let me, let's, let's go back to 16, verse 16. For how do you know... O wife, whether you will save your husband. Well, you've already said they were saved, Paul. Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? See, first they said they were sanctified and holy and they were saved. And now he's saying, well, how do you know that you know you might be able to save them? Well, you can't have it both ways, Paul. Either they're, either they're saved by being evil and marrying a good person or they're not. Okay, so you're flip-flopping here, Paul, within a couple of verses of each other. I think that's called being hypocritical and uh, unsteady in all your ways. And Yahweh said that he's not going to, um, he doesn't think highly of that, Paul. Yahweh's read letters. He says he's going to judge and condemn you for doing that, for being hypocritical and double-minded. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to answer your prayers. He's not going to bless you. Yahweh said that, not me. Verse 17, but as Yahweh has distributed to each one as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk and so I ordain I ordain in all the churches. So Paul ordains everybody. He's the Pope, Rebecca, Jim. Paul's the Pope, and he ordains all the churches. In all the churches. and So, so it's not, Yahshua is not the head of all the churches. Yeah. Yahshua was the head of all his churches. And John started the seven churches in Revelation, but they were Yahshua's churches that John started. Paul just said, he came in his gospel earlier, and they were in his spirit, not in the Holy Spirit, but Paul's spirit. And now he's saying that he ordains all the churches. He's over all of them. He created all of them. Verse, everywhere, huh? everywhere in, in all churches before. Well, just, just Paul. See, Paul's churches are separate. Okay. okay. All the churches Yahshua taught, the created, and John, and John, uh, John in Revelation credit are different than the churches of Paul. Okay. Let's continue. Yeah. Um, uh, verse 18, was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Well, first of all, Paul, if you're circumcised, you can't reverse that. Yeah. Uh, was anyone called while uncircumcised? Let him not be circumcised. Well, Paul, we know that you did away with the law, and right here you're telling them not to be circumcised. But Yahshua never did that. Yahshua said that we're supposed to be circumcised and keep all his commandments. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Well, to you, it's it's nothing, Paul, because you said the laws were a curse. But keeping the commandments of Yahweh is what matters. Well, the circumcision was a commandment by Yahweh, Paul. So you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Verse 20, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the, well, part of the law 
was if you owed somebody a great debt, you had to be a slave for them up to seven years to pay off the debt. So what, that's not an issue, Paul. While a slave is the Lord's freedman, likewise he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were brought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. I don't care about becoming slaves of men, Paul, but I care about keeping the commandments, which you do not teach. True repentance. Brethren, let each one remain with Yahweh in that state in which he was called. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord. Oh, he doesn't have any commandments from Yahweh, but he's going to give you his opinion, Rebecca. Yet I give judgment as one who the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. Well, you are not here to give judgment because Yahweh said that he himself, when he was in the flesh body of Yeshua, didn't come to judge at that point. But that we would all be judged by the laws of Moses, which are the laws of Yahweh. But now we're saying that you don't come in Yahweh's commandments, but that you're going to give judgment. Well, I don't give a damn about your judgment, Paul. You're not a, you're not you're not in Yahweh's laws. Right. Verse twenty six. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife to not seek to be loose? Are you loose from a wife to not seek seek a wife but even if well the churches uh all these churches uh they don't teach against not getting married but they 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 love and worship paul but they pick and choose rebecca have you ever noticed that anything the churches don't like about paul they only quote the, the parts where paul did away with the law have you ever seen that i don't i don't know i the churches the churches allow divorces and they allow, uh, they encourage marriage if they want, or they encourage anything. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. Well, Paul, we, Yahweh said marriage is good, so why, we, why, do, why do we need you? Sin is transgression of the law, so why would we need you to tell us that? And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh, but I would spare you. Well, Paul, you're not married, and you said you had trouble in the flesh daily. So I would think being married would be better than being single like you, Paul, because you said you struggled daily and and you never could do what was right, but you always did what was wrong and you had thorns in the flesh. So who the hell would listen to you about anything? Hell, if I wanted to be uh, sane and holy and healthy, I would do probably everything the opposite of what you said, Paul. I would follow after Yahweh and his red letters. Right, Rebecca? Right. Yeah. Let's continue. Verse 29, but this I say you, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have none. The time is short. It's been over 2,000 years since Paul spoke these words. The end of the world did not come. That's true. So who the hell cares what Paul says? He, he's, Paul has been made, whatever he says is not, is not plausible. So that from now on, even those who have wives should be as those they had none. Well, you just said we're supposed to take care of our wives and love them, and now they're supposed to not even take care of them and don't even think about them. You can't have it both ways, Paul. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with weeping. Yahweh said when the bridegroom leaves and ascends back into heaven, we are supposed to mourn for him. You're telling us not to mourn. I'm going to do what Yahweh said, Paul. Paul... Yahweh told me to, to mourn for him. You're telling me not to mourn. 
I don't care what you say, Paul. I'm doing what Yahweh says. Okay. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. No, if I'm happy, I'm going to rejoice. I'm not going to listen to you, Paul. Those who buy as though they did not possess. Yeah. Well, Yahweh said, sell everything you have, give the poor, and put your treasure in heaven. If we buy food and the necessities of life, that's no big deal because we're going to use them up. So why, why, you're telling us we can, uh, you know, Paul, you didn't tell us to sell everything we have and give to the poor and we'll have treasure in heaven. You didn't say that, Paul. Verse 31, and those who use this world as not misusing it. Now, we're supposed to hate this world, Paul. We're not supposed to love this world and be comfortable with it. For the form of this world is passing away. No, actually, Yahweh said he's going to destroy the old heaven and old, old earth. So it's not passed away yet, Paul. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. Well, you can be married and care for Yahweh too, Paul. And you can be unmarried, and you can be one of the most evil people in the world. So I don't agree with you, Paul. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. Well, if the husband is holy and righteous and the wife is holy and righteous, then they are both going to care about Yahweh. It's no different than if you're single and you go to a church where everybody's wicked, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. Right, they're equally yoked. Yeah, so uh, let's continue here. 34, verse 34. There's a difference between a wife and a virgin. Well, obviously, but, uh, you know, Paul, a wife can could have been a virgin and only married one husband and been faithful, but she also could have been a, married multiple times, divorced or widowed and remarried hundreds of times. So there's a big difference between a wife of one husband and a wife that's been with a lot of men. That's a big difference there, Paul. So you don't even break it down too good, do you? The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord. Well, maybe, maybe not. I know a lot of unmarried women that are that are uh, not necessarily virgins, and they're very evil, liberal people. They have abortions. They 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 wear the pants. They they boss men around. They they cut their hair like a man. You know, I know a lot of unmarried. I know a lot of in this day and age. Some of your married women are a lot more righteous than the single women. I don't know a lot of a lot of good single women that get real old. And they've already had a bunch of multiple partners, and uh, so I, I think what you're saying doesn't make too much sense, Paul. Because yeah. we know even even the nuns in the Catholic Church, a lot of them aren't even virgins. They get raped by the uh, the pedophile Catholic priests. So, uh, who are you talking about, Paul? Yeah. I mean, you've already said that. There was all kind of adultery and sexual immorality in all your churches. So how many virgins are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, come on. You're saying unmarried woman. That doesn't mean they're a virgin. Mary Magdalene wasn't married, but she was not a virgin. But yet Yahweh, um, she repented because she wanted to start keeping Yahweh's commandments, which you were against, Paul. You were against true repentance. Let's continue here. Uh, that she may be both holy in body and spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. No, that doesn't necessarily mean it, Paul. She can care about her husband and her children and be righteous, but still not care about the world. You would have to have a family, a couple, a husband and wife and kids, a family that separated themselves from the world. They could be holy. So what you're saying is not a, a, 100% fact. Verse 35, 
And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you. Well, you've already said it's your commandment, your opinion, not of Yahweh, so you are putting restraints on people. And you are not to be judging God, only Yahweh is. So we are not to listen to your opinions as it's gospel. But for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. Verse 36, but if any man thinks he is behaving improperly toward his virgin, if she has passed the flower of youth, and thus it be, let him do what he wishes. He does not sin, let them marry. Well, Paul, you always give your opinion, but you don't teach true repentance. You don't teach what sin is. You don't teach to fear Yahweh and keep his commandments and go and sin no more. You don't teach any of that, Paul. So who cares about your opinion? Verse 37, nevertheless, he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will, and has, has so determined in his heart that he will keep his virgin does well. Keep his virgin, what does that mean? Keep his virgin daughter? Keep his virgin cousin? This virgin, even if it's a, a girl he's dated once or twice, or you know he's kind of sat with on the bus going to school, and he kind of likes her, it doesn't mean it's his virgin. Yeah. She's under the yoke of her of, of her mother and father, her parents. So what the hell are you talking about, his virgin? Is this some kind of mail-order bride deal where you get this virgin and then, and then maybe you decide you don't want to get married or whatever, don't want to come? I mean, what, do you, what the hell are you talking about, Paul? Mm-hmm. Some people think that Paul said, he said something like he could marry his own cousin or sister. Maybe they're talking about the virgin in your family. I don't, I, I mean, this is, uh, um, you know, the way Paul talks is just, uh, it's just weird. It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, verse uh, 38. So then he who gives her in marriage does well. Well, first of all, if it's your virgin, a girl you like that's a virgin, okay, you're not going to give her to yourself in marriage. Her father is going to give her, his virgin daughter, to you in marriage, Paul. That's why they had a dowry in the Old Testament in ancient Israelites. The father would give a dowry to the groom when they married his daughter off. You just said that a man is going to give a woman to himself to marry. That ain't that ain't way Yahweh works, Paul. But he who does not give her in marriage does better. Okay, Paul says marriage is no good, even though Yahweh said it's good for marriage is good. You know, Peter said that Peter said that uh, Yahweh said that you can only get divorced for sexual immorality. You can't you can't get divorced for any other reason unless your spouse cheats on you. And Peter and some of the other apostles said, well, if that's the case, it's better not to be married. Yeah. And Yahshua said, well, if you can't be faithful to one wife that doesn't cheat on you, then yes, it is better not to be married. But Yahweh otherwise said marriage was good. So Paul is totally against what Yahweh said because yeah. he's given his opinion here. Yeah. Verse 39, a wife, and you know, it's so funny. All these people love Paul. They don't teach all this. They do whatever they want. The only part they quote about Paul is being the law is done away with. You see, they selectively choose what Paul says. So they're hip- they're hypocrites. Not only do they do away with all of the red letters and all the Old Testament and all the laws, but they even do away with the parts of Paul they don't like. Isn't that amazing, Rebecca? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's called hypocrisy. Um, let's continue. Verse 39, a wife is bound by law as long as her husband lives. Well, we know that you're supposed to be bound to become one flesh. As long as the husband or wife are both alive, they can't remarry. We know that, Paul. But if her husband dies, she is at liberty to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Well, I don't know if it's to whom she wishes. I mean, she can't marry another married man. Uh, she, if she was a pure Israelite, she couldn't marry a non-Israelite. But you, Paul, have said that you could be a good man or woman, and whoever you're married, no matter how evil they are, they're going to be sanctified and saved just by marrying you. So what insanity have we read here that Paul says? It's totally against Yahweh. He sounds good for a couple of verses and then flip-flops and says the opposite and says the opposite of Yahweh. Not only does he contradict Yahweh, but he contradicts himself with, between verse to verse. We're last verse here, Rebecca, but yeah. she is happier if she remains as she is. So he's saying that widows can't, it would be better if they don't remarry a second time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Thelma has been married twice. Yeah. And now she's, date, she's dating her thir- third possible. Uh, well, according to Paul, see, see Thelma, buddy, buddy loved Paul. All these identity preachers, they love Paul, but they don't live by Paul. They're yeah. hypocrites. Okay. Verse 40. Yeah. According to my judgment. Oh, Paul just said it wasn't Yahweh's judgment. She's better if she don't get remarried after one marriage if she's a widow. According to Paul's judgment. <laughs> oh, and listen, to, this is the kicker right here. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. And I think he doesn't know, Rebecca. Are you going to put your eternal salvation and worship and, and love and obey Paul and spit on Yahweh, mock Yahweh, mock his laws and his red letters, yeah. and put your entire eternity in the lies of Paul. Paul says, I think I also have the spirit of Yahweh. Paul doesn't know whether or not he has the Holy Spirit. He says he thinks. Yeah. Now, I can tell you right now, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I asked Yahweh for the Holy Spirit a long time ago before I came into identity. It was a religious experience. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before on the radio. And I asked for the Holy Spirit, and there was a, a heartwarming, because Yahweh's a fire, and my soul was warm. The Holy Spirit can burn, not like you're going in the hellfire or nothing, but it's warm. Mm-hmm. It cleanses. Okay, I asked for the Holy Spirit, and I felt it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, if Yahweh sends it to you, you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's not about jumping up and down and pretending to speak in tongues. And Not everybody that Yahweh was in Yahweh's 535 church when he was on the earth. They didn't have the Holy Spirit because he said that he was going to give it to them after he ascended back into heaven. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter, James, and John and the apostles, they, they received the Holy Spirit because they asked for it. Yahweh says you don't have because you don't ask. That's what Yahweh says, not what Paul says. Paul says we, we don't have because we don't go to him, that he's going to give us the spiritual gifts. And Paul claimed that all the people at Corinth, all his churches, automatically have the Holy Spirit. That's not what Yahweh said. Okay. And if they did have the Holy Spirit, they would never listen to Paul or any other man. 
Because Yahweh said the Holy Spirit alone will guide us into all truth. But you just read it, the last verse, and I guess we're going to be done. If, if, if y'all don't want to do another chapter, we're done with Bible study. But you just you just read it. Yeah. Uh, it I've, said, it, he just said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, I think I have the Holy Spirit. So why does 99.99% of the white race and even the majority of identity, they put their eternal salvation and their faith, and their worship, and love, and obedience to a man called Baal rather than Yahweh God. Mm-hmm. They worship the creation before the creator. And he don't, Paul don't even know. He says it's his opinion. It's not a commandment from Yahweh. All this is his opinion. And he wishes that everybody would be like him, not be like Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he didn't come in, and, and he didn't send... He said his churches were not in Yahweh's spirit. They were in his spirit. It's his gospel. Mm-hmm. And he he's the foundation. We read all that tonight. Yeah. Why would you put your eternal salvation in somebody that thinks they have the Holy Spirit they don't even know? I, I mean, I wouldn't. I he's, wouldn't either. Hey, listen, we're going to say a quick prayer, and I'm going to close down talk to you, and then I'm going to talk to you and Jim, okay? All right, sounds great. Let me go ahead and say the, actually, I may have to hang up after the prayer, and I'll call you right back. All right. Okay, here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Jim, Rebecca, and I, and possibly anybody at a later date that listens to this archive, we know that all the evil people in identity, the Jews and Mamsers, and the wicked people tried to cut us, kick us off from the other talk show webpage, and we're going to keep on doing this and have an archive up. And we feel like, Yahweh, that you will bring your elect to our archive. I'm not even going to advertise it. But, Yahweh, Jim, Rebecca, and I are going to keep on having these Bible studies, even if we get kicked off talk show. And we, we know that we're putting you and your red letters first because we want to we want to fear you and keep your commandments for true repentance and go and sin no more. Like you, Yahweh said, when you were in a flesh body. We don't care what any man says. Even out of Paul's own mouth, let every man be a liar. And Paul was a man. So only you and your red letters and your laws and your statutes and orders and your commandments. And Paul said that we were not under circumcision. But yet, Yahweh... You only came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and you told us not to go to the Gentiles, not to go to anybody else. Paul said that you changed your mind, Yahweh, and that you did away with everything, and we only had to believe Paul. When you yourself, Yahweh, told us that when you ascended back into heaven as the Son, as the Messiah, as Yeshua, who was part of you, that you would give us the Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth, not Paul. So, Father Yahweh, we are going to go by your red letters and your laws and commandments forever. But you said even heaven and earth are going to pass away, but your laws and your commandments and your words will never pass away. And that's what we're going to do, Yahweh. And uh, so anyway, we want the Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth. Not a man, not a creation, but only the creator. And you... Yahweh are the creator 
and the word was with you, and the word was you. So your laws are you, and your Holy Spirit is you. And we want your Holy Spirit to guide me and Jim Rebecca and any other remnant Israelite into all truth. And we do not want to listen to any man, Joseph Jeffers, Joseph Smith, the so-called Apostle Paul, or any other man, but only your red letters and your laws and commandments, Yahweh. And that is what we're going to live by and go by for now and all of eternity so that we can have eternal life. Because you said if we fear you and keep your commandments and walk humbly, that we could have eternal life. But if we do away with your laws and we don't keep your commandments, then we can't get into heaven. We can't have eternity with you. And so we want to be faithful to Yahweh and go and sin no more. In your name, Yahweh, we ask this prayer, so be it. And thank you. Thank you, Rebecca and Jim. And uh, I'm going to stop the show, Rebecca, and I'm going to call you all back, okay? All right. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.